Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I want to encourage all of you. We all can have other things to do on Sunday, or we can watch TV, sleep in to do many things on Sunday morning. But I want to say that what you're doing here to come to seek God will never go in vain. God says in the Bible that He shall reward those who diligently seek Him. Now you are rare people in the world. Most people in the world will enjoy Sunday, sleep in, and do something else. But you come to church to seek Him, to worship Him, to hear His word, and God really appreciate you that you show in action that you seek Him and you want to know Him more. You come here today is not something like we just follow or participate in religious ceremony. This is not a religion. This is a relationship. We have a relationship with God. Amen. And you show your heart attitude of commitment and seeking heart by actions. You show in actions. I have been doing this for many years after I turned to know Jesus Christ. I came from Buddhism. And after I got saved one Friday evening, that Sunday morning, I told my wife, Pastor Da, we just got married at that time. I told her, let's go to church. From today on, we will never miss church. And for 32, 33 years already, we never miss church, except I have emergency surgery at the hospital or I'm traveling or something. But otherwise, we commit to go and seek God every Sunday. Our kids will wake up from the bed get going to church every Sunday together. And now we look back 30 plus years, it's worth it. It's really, really pay back. God pay us back all this year. Good health, prosperity, direction, lots of open doors because we seek the Lord first. The Bible say again, He will reward those who diligently seek Him. Amen? Amen. Today I would like to talk about the new year. I cannot finish this sermon in one Sunday, so I may need to continue for two or three Sundays in a row, talking about starting a new year, how to make the new year the most we can, make the most out of the new year, year 2015. Father, we ask you to teach us today, Lord, it will not be just a voice from the man mouth to hit the ear of people but will be the voice of the Spirit that will enter into the spirit of people to hear what the Spirit of God wants to say. Lord, we love your word, and we ask you to teach us today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can you believe it? Year 2014 is almost over. The time runs very fast. And if we use a clock, as an illustration of how long we live on earth. If we wake up at 
maybe 5 or 6 a.m. in the morning, and we go to sleep around 11 p.m., kind of average time. If you are 22 years old now, it is 8.20 a.m. in the morning. If you are 32 years old, based on life expectancy, it is about 11.20 a.m. And you have about 2,000 plus weeks left on earth. If you are 42 years old, it is about 3.20 in the afternoon. If you are 52, it's about 6.20 p.m. And you have about 1,000 weeks left on earth only. Time runs fast. How many people agree that we just celebrate Christmas only a few blinking of the eyes? And now one year has gone by. The question is, what are we going to do in year 2015? The time is running out. Everyone time, say, time is running out. Whatever God calls you to do, whatever the goal you have in your life, I recommend you start on it now. Because your time is running out. If you are above 50 years old, you have about 1,000 plus weeks left on earth. That's not a lot. 1,000 weeks will go very quickly. But if you don't care about life that much, you live day by day, this message will not be important to you. What are you going to do in year 2015? Is your 2015 going to be better than your 2014? Will you make it better next year or worse next year? Maybe some of you, year 2014 is a tough year for you. It's a year of challenges and changes and choices and crisis. You may have lost your loved ones. You may face some disappointment, a loss, and failure in your 2014. But the good news is, in God, you can start over again and again. You can start your life over in your 2015. You can wipe out all the past. You can forget the past, and you can start a brand new again in this coming year. If you read the Bible carefully, you can see the word "new" all the time in the Bible. Everyone say "new." We can start new again. In Revelation 21 verse 5, then he who sat on the throne said, "Behold, I make all things new. All things new." Second Corinthians 5:17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, He is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You can start over, start a new thing in year 2015. 1 Corinthians 11.25 This cup is a new covenant in my blood. New. Joel chapter 2 verse 19 The Lord will answer and say to His people, Behold, I will send you grain and new wine. He will send you both financial blessing and also spiritual blessing. New anointing, new oil and new wine. Ezekiel 
36 verse 26. I will give you a new heart and put in a new spirit within you. He want to give you a new heart in year 2015, new spirit. Lamentation 3, 22 to 23. Through the Lord's mercy, we are not consumed, because His compassion fail not. They are new every morning, every new year, every morning. His mercies and compassions are new. Great is your faithfulness, Isaiah 48 verse 6. You have heard these things. Look at them all. Will you not admit them? From now on, I will tell you of new things, of hidden things unknown to you. Isaiah 43 verse 19. See, I am doing a new thing. Everyone say. God is doing a new thing in my life. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. How will year 2015 be better than year 2014? The key that I want to teach in this sermon series, the key word is goal and plan. You need to have a goal in your life. You need to have a clear plan of your life. You don't just enter into your 2015 by saying, "I hope it's gonna get better." I hope is not enough. You need to have a clear goal and a clear plan. Proverbs chapter 17 verse 24 in Good News translation: An intelligent person. Aims at vice actions, but a fool starts off in in many directions. In other words, the Bible say that if you are wise people, you need to have a clear direction, clear goal, clear plan in your life. You will not wake up on January first, year two thousand fifteen, and you choose so many directions, and you don't have a clear direction in your life. You need to be clear of what. You're gonna do. You have got to make a plan, and you need to have a clear goal of your life. Thank God, I have been having a clear goal in my life for many years. I know exactly what I do each day. I know exactly what God called me to do for many, many years. And Pastor Dan know that. I am a man of mission. I know exactly what God calls me to do every single year. I never waste my time. I want to teach you a few principles today and continue next Sunday. The first principle of how to make your new year count, you make the most of your new year. Number one principle, you accept your own responsibility for your own life. Everyone say, assume responsibility. This first one is not very popular in America. Because in America we have the word political correctness. The political correctness says, "None of my problems are my fault, but everything bad that happened in my life is somebody else's fault." That is political correct way to say thing. Blame the environment, blame the parents, 
Blame the church. Blame the pastor. Blame the Uncle Sam. Blame the weather. Blame everyone else. I have never been at fault. It's their fault. If I spill coffee on my hand, I can sue McDonald. If I walk on the street, somebody hit me. It's their fault. Everyone's fault. If I slip in this carpet in this church, I will sue the church because it's their fault that I fall down. Everything is people's fault. If you want to make your life count, that mentality is totally wrong. You need to be responsible for your own choice and action. Galatians six five, the Bible say, each person. Must be responsible for himself. Galatians six five. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Yesterday, I met a person who used to come to our church when he was only a young boy, ten years old. But he has not gone to church anymore. When I met him, the first thing that come into my mind, the devil talked to me. It's your fault that as a pastor you cannot keep this man in the church. The devil condemned me right away. You are not a good pastor. That's why this young boy grow up now, have a baby, and he backslide. And suddenly you have to think, no, it is his responsibility to seek God, to bring his family to church. It's not my responsibility. I'm here to preach, to teach, and to help you, but cannot blame me. I do my part. But you need to be responsible for your own spiritual life and your own future. Amen? Amen. We are responsible for our own conduct, our own choices. Each person must be responsible for himself. The fact is this: my choices always determine my future more than my circumstances. This is the fact of life. We all don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We all don't know the circumstances in February, in March, in April. We don't know what other people are going to talk to us, how people are going to treat us. We cannot control the circumstances, but we can control our own choices every day, and our choices determine our actions and reactions. If we make the right choice, we make the right action. And we will have the right reaction, and that will determine our future and our success. There are three kinds of people in the world. Number one, accusers. Number two, excusers. Number three, choosers. Accusers are those who use this sentence all the time. It's all your fault. It's not my fault. It's your problem. It's not my problem. It's everybody else's fault. But excuser always give rationales and reason of what happened and what not happened. Actually, if you think about this carefully, if you don't want to do anything, if you don't want to do something, or you want to do something, you can always give excuses to do it or not do it. The Bible's talk in Proverbs chapter twenty-two, verse thirteen. Proverbs twenty-two, verse thirteen. The lazy man is full of excuses. 
In NLT, the Bible says, "The lazy person is full of excuses, saying, 'If I go outside, I might meet a lion in the street and be killed. So don't work, don't go to work, because the lion may kill me." Give excuses all the time. I hope that our members here will not be accusers or excusers. Let us be choosers. We're going to choose the right thing. We're going to choose the will of God. We're going to choose to follow what the Bible says. We're going to choose to follow the direction of the Spirit of God. We're going to choose to live to please God. We're going to choose to be a better and good husband. I choose to be a better dad. A few days ago, my daughter corrected me of my behavior of being a dad. I did not argue even one word. I sat there, repented. And say in my heart, I need to improve my being a father. Because I make a choice when people corrected me, I can argue, give excuses, and go on to do the same thing, or I need to improve. Amen. Amen. We make choices every day, and that choice will determine the direction of my life and determine my success or my failure. Everyone say, I assume. Responsibility for my own life. I am a chooser, and I choose God's ways, God's calling, God's truth. That's number one. Number two. Number one. Assume your responsibility. Amen. Number two. Believe that I can change and I can do it. Philippians chapter four, verse thirteen. There is nothing I cannot master with the help of Christ, who gives me strength. Stop saying I cannot, but start saying yes, I can. In fact, the person who say I cannot and the person who say I can are both right. It depends on what you view your own life. If you depend on your own strength. You depend on your own intellect. Definitely, you cannot. But if you say I'm connected to Christ and I depend on His help, I depend on His power. You can do all things. You can handle anything that God calls you to do. You can do everything that God asks you to do. I can do all things. I believe that I can do it. Do you believe? Philippians chapter four verse thirteen. Do you believe that nothing that come against you in year two thousand fifteen for three hundred sixty five days, nothing, situation, circumstance, hassle, problem, that you will not be able to handle. You can handle every situation with the help of Christ, who strengthened you, not on your own effort, not your own ability. I'm not talking about psychological hype up here. I'm not trying to teach you to be positive thinker. Actually, there are a lot of self-help books out there. The self-help books will tell you, "Oh, this is the way you should get rid of your own bad habits. This is the way you can discipline your own time. This is the way you can get along with people so that you can have success in your life." 
Yeah, you can learn all the ways, all those ways in the self-help books, but you cannot do it anyway because you are weak as a human being. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the strength from the Lord Jesus Christ to be able to get along with people, to be able to discipline our own time. You can handle anything. You, can, you believe that you can change. You can make your life count in year 2015. You can make a big difference. It's going to be a better year. Actually, the Bible is full of stories of people who change the society, the nation, and change the course of this group of people because they have the presence of God in them. They have the power of God. They have the anointing. And not only that, they believe that they could change after God told them to do something. Many years ago, God came to a man named Moses and said, I want to use you to save a nation. Moses said, me? I think you make a big mistake. I just ran away from Egypt. I killed somebody. They were chasing after me to kill me. And for many years, I just have been taking care of the sheep in the desert, in the field. On top of that, I stutter. I'm not a man of good speech. I cannot speak very well. And now you want to use me to be a spokesman to talk to the Pharaoh and talk for the nation. No way. But eventually, Moses accepted God's calling and believed that he could do it. God came to another man named Gideon. Gideon, I want to use you to set the nation of Israel free from the enemy who overrun all of you. I'm going to use you, Gideon. Gideon said, me? I'm the youngest son in the family. My family is the poorest family in town. And not only that, my family came from the smallest tribe of Israel, of this nation. And God said, yes, I will use you. Believe that you can do it. And Gideon did it. God came to a man named Jeremiah. Jeremiah, I want to anoint you to be a prophet, to be a spokesman to this nation. And Jeremiah said, Me? I'm just a teenager. Not only that, I'm a depressed teenager. If he lived in America in year 2015 or 14, he might have been taking Prozac and Amitriptyline and Nortriptyline. He was a depressed young man, teenager. But God said, I am going to use you to speak to this nation. He used a depressed teenager. Amen? Can you do it? Do you believe that God can empower you to do what he tells you to do? The good news is that God wants to use you too. Not Jeremiah, not just Moses, not just Gideon. But you need to accept your responsibility for your own life. And two, you must believe that you can change and you can make a big difference with the help of Christ who strengthens you. 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10. To keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a 
thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. This is what Paul said. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but He said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness." Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults and in hardships, in persecutions and in difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. How many people admit that you are weak in certain area? Can you be strong by the grace of God? Yes, you can be strong by the grace of God. Everyone say, "I accept responsibility for my life." Everyone say, "I believe I can do it by the grace of God, with the help of Jesus, who strengthened me." Number three, clarify what God really wants me to do and to be. Job chapter 34 verses 3 to 4. We can choose the sound we want to listen to. Is that correct? You can choose what FM channel in your car when you drive. Actually, yesterday when we were driving to Leavenworth, Pastor Da turned on my sermon. What kind of people is honored by God? It's an old sermon about five years ago. She turned it on, so I was listening to my own preaching in the car. We chose to listen to the sermon instead of listen to some bad news. And when I was listening, how can I say all this thing? Wow, that is the Holy Spirit for sure. And not only that, I was mentioning to Pastor Da, I think we should burn this CD to give to everyone in the church again. So in other words, wow, it's so good to listen to the Word of God. People need to hear this. Actually, I already preached five years ago. Amen. We can choose what to listen. We can choose the test. Want in food? Wow! Some of you choose steak. Some of you choose bun thit nướng. Some of you choose hot pot. Sometimes they don't have the right hot pot. You choose another one. Yesterday I want to choose miso soup hot pot, but they don't have it. I have to choose seafood hot pot. You can choose, and I say no, no star, no spice, but I make a mistake. They should have put it in. And we should choose to follow what is right, but first of all, we must define what is good. Wow! Yes, we must decide what is important and what not important in the sight of God. God has given all of us human being an incredible gift, and that gift called the freedom of choice. He gave us all the freedom of choice, and that make us to have the image of God. We are not animals; we are not dogs and cats and giraffe. We have the freedom of choice: what house we gonna buy, who we gonna marry with, marry to, who gonna we gonna uh, what what kind of job we gonna do, what church we go to. God said, "Let us make man in His image," and one of the image of God is freedom of choice. The Bible say. We can choose the sound what we listen. We can choose the food, the taste we want to eat, and we should choose what is right. But before we choose what is right, we must define what is good. 
year 2015, this coming year, we must sit down and pray, study the Bible, and think carefully. What is important and what is not important? What is right and what is wrong in the eyes of God? What God calls you to do and to be, and what God doesn't call you to be and to do. You need to find God's purpose of your life, the plan. You need to find what is your values in life, because the value of your life will dictate your action. And dictate your goal and purpose of life. Clarify it. Make sure you follow what is important. You know why we have to be clear: what is important, what is not important, what is the value of your life, and what is not the value of your life. We have to be very clear. You know why? Because otherwise, in year 2015, you're gonna be pushed around by the pressures, by the people. To do this and that in different directions, and by the end of the year, you 2015, you look back. I have done nothing. I don't make my life count this year again because I have been pushed around by people or by the pressures of life or by urgency of life. You need to understand: not every urgent, urgent thing is important. You can say bye bye. I have to focus on what is important to me. Amen. Your values determine your vision. Your vision or your desire determine your direction, and your direction determines your goal and your plans. So, in the end of this year, year 2014, why don't you spend some time sitting down and write down on the paper what is important to you, what is not important, what is the value of your life. My value is that family is important. I love my family. I want to see my wife and my kids know God. I love God. The value of my life is that the church should be a family, should not be a just entertaining club. We are the family, and we need to welcome the Holy Spirit. My value is that I need to preach the Word of God without compromise on Sunday. There is no play games on the pulpit here. That's my value, amen. We have the value of life, so that you can spend your life according to the value that God gave to you. The second thing is that you find out what does God want you to change. Maybe some of you never disciplined your time. Maybe last year you are so short-tempered. This year, year 2014, you short-tempered. You get mad easily, and God said to you, this year 2015. You're gonna be more kind, more giving, more merciful, more gentle to people. What does God want you to change in your 2015? Ask God to change you. Ask God to help you. What do I value? What do I need to change? You need to understand one thing. As Christians, it's not about good and evil. I believe that all of you who sit in this room don't sit down at home one day and struggle with the issue. Should I sit down and read the Bible and pray, or I should get a gun and go and shoot my mother-in-law? For Christians, 
the good and evil are not the issue. But for Christian, the, the issue is what is good, what is better, and what is the best. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, 23, everything is permissible. Many good things are permissible for you to do. But not everything is beneficial. What the Bible tried to say is that we need to sit down and see clearly what is important, what is the best for your life. Don't even choose good. Don't even choose better. But what is the best you're going to spend next 365 years for your family, for your life, for your health, for many things. Amen? And God is going to speak to you in the next sermon. I'm going to talk to you what area you need to look in. Physical, emotional, what area you're going to look in to plan your life. Amen? One of the ways to think what is important, to make sure that that is the way you're going to go. You're going to discipline your time. You're going to spend your money, spend energy on it. What is the most important thing in your life? What is the best in your life? Two questions you need to ask. Will these things going to last for eternity? You can do so many things. You can spend all of your time to build a nice house. But one day that house is going to be gone. You can spend all of your time to build a boat so you can enjoy Lake Washington. But that boat is going to be gone one day. It will not last for eternity. The second question, how you spend your time in year 2015? What is important to you? What is your value? The second thing that dictates your value, what really impacts positively the kingdom of God? Everyone say, what will last forever? Number two, what will impact the kingdom of God? That is how I and Pastor Da live our life for the past 30 years. Every time we're going to spend money, spend time, spend energy, we ask these two questions. Will this impact eternity? Will make a lot of people go to heaven or not? Amen? Sometimes I come on Monday night to record teaching for the YouTube, and the devil talk to me. You are wasting your time. Only a few hundred people watch your YouTube this year. And I argue back, no, 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 no. It's going to last in the YouTube for hundreds of years if Jesus doesn't come back. And more people are going to come to listen and get saved and get healed and get touched. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for the video team. We need more people to join the video team to help us video Amen. If you want to do something to impact eternity, join the video team. I was told to do some announcement of our video team. Have you been at the bedside of people who are dying? Have you heard people who are dying say, I'm so sorry, I'm going to die now. I don't spend enough time in my office. Have you ever heard that? Most people will say, I feel so sorry. I don't spend enough time with my family. I don't value people enough. I abuse people. I don't give. I don't spend time with God enough to know Him and live a life of faith. I'm just so busy with my job, with my office to make money. Most people who are dying say that way, especially Christians. 
Go back home, sit down, and think carefully. What is important in your life? Money or people? Your kids, your spouse, the kingdom of God, or what? So many people are so bound by money. They spend so much time making money, making money, making money. The love of money is the root of all evils. And you know, one day, boom, heart attack, and die. And their kids don't even know them. And they don't do anything for the kingdom. And they don't even take one penny with them. And unfortunately, some of them don't go to heaven. Sit down, think about it. Clarify what is important. What is your the value of your life? What God called you to do and to be. I will continue next Sunday, the number four, and we'll go on about how to do all these things in detail. This is just the introduction. I mentioned only three out of four. Next Sunday, please don't miss the church. Amen. Number one, assume responsibility for my own life. Number two, believe that I can change. I can make a big difference. I can do what God called me to do with the help of Jesus Christ who strengthened me. Number three, clarify what God wants me to do and to be in year 2015. And next Sunday, we learn number four and on and on. Amen? Are you learning something today? How many people are going to put this into practice? You know, good intention disappear quickly. You can have good intention. Oh, good. Teaching today is so good. Tonight, I'm going to go back home and start to sit down and think and write down. Believe me, tonight, you're going to be busy with cooking and eating and TV show, and you're going to forget about this. Do it as soon as possible. Think about this. Pray about this as soon as possible before the year 2015 starts. So next Sunday, I will start to preach the first Sunday of year 2015 to continue about how to make the most out of your new year, of the year 2015 and on and on and on every single year. Amen? Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us from the Word of God the principles of life. Oh Lord, we thank you so much that you love your children. You train your children in this house how to live successfully, how to live a life that counts and that make a big difference in this society for their own family, for their own life. Lord, we want to be wise people who know the plan, the goal, and the purpose of life. We ask your Holy Spirit to remind us every day to take responsibility of our own life, to believe that we can do it, and to also, Lord, understand the value of life, the important things and what is not important, so that we can prioritize. We will not be pushed around by urgency, or by pressures of life, Lord. But we know exactly what we need to do each day. We can stay focused, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are not a Christian yet, I would like to encourage you to give your life to Jesus Christ. Thank God that we are not saved because of good deeds, 
but we are saved by grace through faith. God is so real. God created the heavens and the earth. God created you too. He is your daddy. And if you come back to know God, you're going to have the fulfillment in your heart. Many people are not happy because they don't know their God. You can have all the monies in the world, big houses, big cars, nice expensive things, but without God in your heart, you're going to have a void inside you and you will never be happy until you invite Jesus to come into your, your life. Jesus said that I am the son of the living God. Whoever come to me will have life and have it more abundantly. And also, he will give you eternal life. Very simple. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior. And you shall be saved. Amen. Why don't you follow my prayer? If you want to be a child of God, just speak it out loud to Him right now. Pray to Him. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for creating me. I did not come from monkey. I did not come from apes. I was created, Lord, by you in the image of God. That's why I have a freedom of choice. I am creative. I'm better than animals. And Lord, thank you so much for sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross to pay for my sin. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me of my sin. Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that you are my Lord and my Savior. I turn away from my wrong ways. And from today on, I will follow you. Thank you, Lord. Come into my life, Jesus, right now. I want to follow you, serve you all the days of my life. Oh Lord, help me in year 2015 that I will do the best to fulfill the purpose and the goal that you have given to me. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you blessed today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you are a believer and you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, I'd like to pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. God doesn't want you just to have salvation. He wants to give you power. No, it's like you don't want to walk to Canada. You want to drive a car. To be a believer, we need the power of God. Is that right? So if you're a believer and you've never been filled with the power of God, I'd like to pray for you today. And you can come out here. I and pastor and elder can help me to pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Pastor Cesar, she helped me too. Neil and Mary Jo, 
if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, I'd like to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. I will explain to you before we pray. Jesus. You are, if you are the believer, okay, we pray that you will be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the power of God. Lord, we ask for nothing else but your presence, O Lord. Would you come and fill this place? Touch us, Lord, please, once again. Spirit of the living God, maybe come. Touch us once again. Lord, we ask for nothing else. Only your presence, O Lord. Would you come and fill? This place Touch us Lord Please once again Spirit of the living God Touch us once again Welcome Holy Spirit Welcome Holy Spirit Welcome to this place Welcome you, O Holy One. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome to this place. Welcome you, O Holy One. Lord, we ask for nothing else. Only your presence, O Lord. Would you come and fill this place? Touch us, Lord, please, once again. Spirit of the living God, touch us once again. Lord, we ask for nothing else. Only your presence, O Lord, would you come and fill this place. Touch us, Lord, please, once again. Spirit of the living God, touch us once again. Let me explain. Let me explain to you. To be a Christian is not to follow a religion, but is to have relationship with God. And our God is powerful. You receive Jesus, you become His children. But He knows that there are problems and troubles on earth. He knows that there are demons, evil spirit, and wrong things on earth. There are bad people on earth. There are curses and sickness on earth that like to come to attack you. 
You know, you are in the battle. In other words, either physical battle, relationship battle, spiritual battle. He doesn't want you to go into the battle with bare hand. I just watched the movie called Braveheart because I have time this holiday. Wow, the main actor have this long knife, this long, pulled out. And he killed all the enemies. So he's a fighter. He has the weapon to fight against the enemy. In the same way, God wants to give you power, and that power come from the Spirit of God. He wants to equip you with power, so you can fight with sickness, fight with problems, with darkness, with evil spirit. You have power to be able to walk with God victoriously. He doesn't want you to walk barehand. He wants to give you power, and this is the grace of God, free of charge. No, you don't have to pay even one penny, but you need to ask God to give it to you. God say, "Ask and it will be given." Number two, this is spiritual thing. This is not scientific thing. This is not mental, spiritual. It's a spiritual thing. You receive spiritual thing from heaven by faith. It's a heart issue. It's not the brain issue. You cannot analyze. You cannot try to figure out what is going on here by your little brain here. It's spiritual. Amen. So you open your heart. You receive and ask God. And number three, you need to cooperate with God. When the Spirit of God come upon you. You cannot fight. You need to cooperate. You need to surrender. And the sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit, according to the Bible, not my own idea, according to the Bible, is that God will speak to you in other language. It's a confirming sign that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. So you come to God like a little child, just simple. Take away all of your intellect and your own smartness, and come to Him like a little child, and ask God to fill you. When God fill you, and I say, open your mouth and speak. You just open your mouth and speak, and He's gonna give you language. It will not be Japanese. It will not be Mandarin. It will not be Spanish. It will be other languages that you never know before, and you can be convinced that God. Feel you and touch you, amen. I got saved in 1981. In 1983, no one taught me about this. Until 1983, I went to a meeting, and people told me you need the power. I walk out like you. The preacher is from England. He's a doctor. He lay hand on me. I feel the power came upon me. I opened my mouth and I spoke in tongues. From that day on, my life was changed. Totally changed with the power of God, Amen. Hallelujah! Are you ready? Why don't you follow? Don't be afraid. This is good for you. It's good for you. Okay, it's good for you. Believe me, it's good. Are you ready to ask God? Okay, close your eyes. Don't think about me. Talk to Jesus, Lord Jesus. You tell me, Lord. In your Bible, that you will empower me 
when the Spirit of God comes upon me. This morning, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. I receive by faith. I shall open my mouth and speak by faith. You give me the new language. Touch me, Lord. Give me power. In Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, our pastor gonna come and lay hand on you, pray for you. You close your eyes and think about the power of God. Pastor Sisa and Pastor Raj, can you come help pray? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome to this place. Welcome, you, O Holy One. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome to this place. Welcome, you, O Holy One. Lord, we ask for nothing else. Only your presence, O Lord. Would you come and feel this place? Touch us, Lord, please once again. Spirit of the living God, touch us once again. Lord, we ask for nothing else. Only your presence, O oh Lord, would you come and feel this place. Touch us, Lord, please once again. Spirit of the living God, touch us once again. Feel right now. Only your presence, O Lord. Right now. Would you come and fill this place? Right now, fire. Touch us, Lord, please once again. Feel right now. Spirit of the living God. Touch us once. God gonna move the tongues. You, you make voice. God speak. Lord, we ask for nothing Only your presence, O Lord Very good, very good Yeah, yeah, go ahead Move your lips Produce our voice Yeah, 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 yeah Good, good, good The more you surrender The more God will move in you Yes, Lord, fire Spirit of the living God ตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึกตะลึ
<laughs> you feel ready, brother. You feel for sure. I see that. Yes. Open your mouth and speak. Open your mouth and speak. Hold on, guys. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Open your mouth and speak. Hold on, guys. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Yes, Lord. Build him, Father. Oh, yes, Lord. Touch us, Lord. Yes, Lord. From today on, Spirit of the Living God. Make your servant the head, not the tail. Bless the work of the hands. Bless that family. Lord, May the presence of God come upon their homes. Yes, from now Only on, your special protection of God. Yes, you your grace shall be abundant in their lives. <laughs> Fire, touch us, yes, Lord, please once again. <laughs> Fire, Spirit of Fire. the Living God. <laughs> Fire, touch thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Again. trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Fly.